Welcome, 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 my friends. You are listening to It's Simply Digital, and I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that gives you tips, tricks, and strategies to up your digital marketing game and make you a savvy digital success. We dive into all things business, entrepreneurship, and of course, digital marketing. You are listening to episode number 92 of It's Simply Digital, and today's guest is Stephanie Heller, and Stephanie went from being a personal chef to being a life coach, where she helps you unpack all of those blocks in your mind. So listen in as we talk to Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. Um, okay, so I want to know a little bit about you were a personal chef. That sounds so interesting to me just because I love to cook. And so mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that experience and what it led you to, which what you do today is business coaching and uh, development coaching. So tell me a little bit about how you got started and what you did. Right. I love going to a party and saying I'm a personal chef because (laughs) it's like the most interesting job to anybody, but it's a lot of work. Um, So I call it like a midlife crisis when I was 30 Uh and I worked in an office in Manhattan and I hated it. And no matter how much money I made or what I did, I was never happy. So I packed up my stuff and moved across the country to Scottsdale And I went to culinary school and I did not come from a cooking family, which a lot of people do. Um, I was a little older than everyone in my class. And I just knew that I wanted to be a personal chef because of these four reasons. Number one, I wanted a portable career. Like if I move, I could take it with me. Right. I didn't want anyone to tell me how much money I could make, like no ceiling on your income. Sure. I wanted to choose my own schedule and my own clients. And I wanted to be creative and use my hands to help people. And I thought that this career fit that. So that's why I did that. (laughs) And um, after culinary school, I started my business. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just kept practicing and getting better. And the phone kept ringing. And then a year later, I hired my first staff member and I had that business for 11 years and it grew to eight chefs and a full-time culinary manager. So I was really like an owner owner. Like I wasn't uh-huh. in the day to day, which was a whole new skill set, but sure. um, it was awesome. And yeah. Uh, you yeah. have to scale yourself out of the business and, yeah. and have that high level overview when you get to that point. So, um, you know, that's exciting cause that's an exciting point to get to. So, all right. So you, now you sold that business and correct. Am I correct? You sold that business. Yeah. I sold half of it to somebody who worked uh-huh. for me and the other half I closed with the option to reopen under the same name, if I want to. So we, we okay. cut up like a good deal for both of us, basically. Sure. And then uh, you transitioned into helping entrepreneurs start their business in the first three years. And that's where I am. So I'd love to kind of dive in and talk about that um, a little bit, because 
what, what do you feel like some of the things that a, a new entrepreneur struggles with? What do you, what do you, what do you see that they struggle with in their first, you know, three years of their developing and growing their business? Yeah, I think it's the most important time to have support and to have accountability. But the I would say the three things that are literally across the board obstacles that we all face in that category, knowing how to constrain and focus, which is choosing one thing and going all in and doing it to the best of your ability. Um, the second thing I would say is learning how to commit and to fail because people want to know the whole roadmap of how it's going to work before. Mm -hmm. And even if you've set up that entire business before, you don't know how it's going to be for that person. So you have to build the skill of trying different things over and over. And then the third I would say is a lot of new entrepreneurs don't have a long-term vision. So they'll start something and I like to work from the back. So we, mm -hmm. when I work with people, we always plan for the end first and then work back. So if people are like running to do all the things first, like set up a website and get business cards and all of this, I'm more like, you don't even need that. Let's talk about even what you're going to do. Right. Who are you gonna help. Like what's the real problem you solve. Right. So I would right. say those three things. Um, I love that you talk about constraint and focus because that um, that's kind of where I was at the be towards the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. I knew in my head, and I had some some clients as a side hustle, but I I didn't. I worked full time still as a, at a full time job, and I knew in my head I wanted to have what I have today, which is my own business. But I also did multiple things. I sold items through multi-level marketing. I was a speaker trainer coach through the John Maxwell team. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, social media and digital marketing experience. I mean, I was all over the board. And one of the things for me was when I hired a mentor and a coach, mm -hmm. Um, it really helped me with clarity and focus, and it helped me pick apart and get rid of things that didn't serve me. And so how do you help entrepreneurs do that? How do you get them focused and, and pick apart what they don't need? Yeah, that's a good question. And especially because you went through it and saw mm -hmm. like how... <laughs> like putting things through a funnel, you have to yes. just get, you know, more clear and tight around what you want to do. But it's really making a choice, liking your reason, and sticking with it until you have enough data to evaluate, not be emotional, not have a story about it, like data, mm -hmm. and then deciding to recommit and stay on or change one thing or whatever it is. And that is like the short business cycle. But what I also hear from a lot of people is they want to do a lot of things because they don't know what's going to work and they mm -hmm. want something to work immediately. And when it doesn't, they are like, okay, I'm out. So choosing one thing and committing to it for at least a year 
something that you're good at and that you know you could help people with. That's the, what I look for. Um, people also want the confidence to leave their job, but they right. haven't built up that resilience yet of trying something and failing and doing it again, Try, taking the risk, failing and doing it again. So we work on that a lot, but you have to learn to commit and a lot of people are so afraid to do that because they don't want to fail. And that's the biggest reason is we we're, we're fearful of failure. We're fearful of success. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stories going on in our head, right? Mm-hmm. And so I I love that you say you know I had a full time job and I was terrified to leave that job for the security of that paycheck of that income coming in and. I know I'm not alone. I know that that's how most people feel when they're like, I really want to dive into this. I know that that's what I'm really good at, but you're, you're terrified. And so Mm -hmm. I love that you say, you know, you have to commit for a year because it is grinding. It is work. It is commitment. It is focus. I mean, you Mm -hmm. know, and I'll let you kind of speak to it because, because you're the expert, but yeah, go ahead and and share a little bit about how you get your clients through that, that first year. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned, because everyone loves the certainty of the paycheck and they Uh love to be handed that paycheck every two weeks or their direct deposit and they want healthcare. So whenever I am like consulting with someone, I'm like, are you really certain of that? And can you be fired tomorrow? And they're always Mm -hmm. like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, so where's the certainty in that? The reason why you think it's certain is because of your thoughts, not that you're actually (laughs) getting the paycheck because your paycheck can disappear tomorrow. Right. And once we kind of like, I call it like poking holes in their like beliefs about why hanging on to a job makes them feel certain And then we try to like build some other beliefs. What else can make you feel certain? And how are we going to practice that? So you got to kind of get rid of that old mentality of like all jobs are safe because they're really not. Your job can end literally this afternoon. So you know that. Oh, that happened. Yes, that happened to me. And so. Gosh, I love how you talk about it's your thoughts. I mean, I'm getting so excited right now because I love the psychology behind marketing, behind entrepreneurship, behind business building. I mean, that's something that I'm just so fascinated. I read books, I study, I'm so fascinated about that. And so it really truly is our thoughts. I have a job, so therefore I have a paycheck, so therefore I'm secure. And that's what we tell ourselves in our head. We always tell ourselves stories and, and, you know, just turning that around and saying, I have a business, I have income, I set my own schedule, I determine, you know, when I'm going to work and what kind of um, income, you know, I want to bring in. And I love how you also said there's that back when you were starting your culinary business, you didn't want to cap on your income. You didn't want a ceiling. You didn't want someone to say you're worth between 50 and 70,000 a year. You're like, I'm worth what I determine I'm worth. 
you know, right. not what the market determines that I'm worth. And so it's so fascinating how we tell ourselves stories and we believe them. That's yeah. what's so fascinating. Exactly. It's like, that's how we make all our decisions through the stories that we have about ourselves from the past. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I usually teach my clients is how to coach themselves through managing their own mind and like their own mind drama. And one of the tools that I use, I learned through my life coach certification called the model. And it's basically a really easy way to plug in what's happening, your thought about it, how it's making you feel, the actions you're taking from that feeling, and then the result it's getting you. Because we think we get our results from like, that are magically on us, but we get our results from what we put out. So that like shift people, you have to like get that. I, I love how you talk about that because we think things just magically appear in our Mm -hmm. life. And we don't realize that we've taken a series of yes and no steps all throughout our journey to get to where those results are. I mean, you might've taken steps like you, for instance, starting your, your business and doing, you know, um, culinary and, and, and being a personal chef led you to be where you are today. It was a series of you moving and, you know, and Mm -hmm. trying and you were actually successful and that was awesome. But you're like, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. I want to try something different. I want to go in a new direction. So you've made a, a series of yes and no decisions to get you there. And people mm-hmm. don't realize that they don't. Exactly. Realize yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, you know, now you're, you're coaching your, your clients, they're in their business, you got them going and how do you get them to stay focused, stay on the path and keep them in that direction for a year or more so that they could start seeing results. Because I think one of the things that we're so fearful of is like, Oh, this isn't working. I'm going to jump ship. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's why coaching is like this kind of, I call it like a magic container to like Mm -hmm. have accountability to someone who's not a family member, who's not a friend, a real professional who's been through that of what it takes to actually keep going. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. You're going to have feelings and thoughts that you want to run away from, like that you have your whole life. Um, And that's where a coach kind of comes in and picks you up and a client left or you had a bad day and then they pick you up and you get right back on track. one thing we do is a lot of mind management because that's really what it is. It's having a managed mind lets you make decisions from your future self instead of your past self. So your past is going to want to go back to a job and get a paycheck and keep it safe, like your primitive brain, but your future self knows what you really want and your desires to help people become evolve as a person that's what a coach focuses you on. So we're, we're shining the spotlight in certain places. So how do you get them to start thinking of their future self? Because we're all wired 
based on our experiences, based on our beliefs, based on our past history, our brain tells us, oh my gosh, this happened before. This is what the way I handled it. I need to keep handling it this way. So how do you get people to start focusing and changing their thoughts and thinking about themselves in the future? And it's a process of unlearning what yeah. you have learned. So how do you get them to do that? Like, get, let's, let's hear some tips that you, that you do and yeah. some strategies. That's a good one. I would say the first place we start is what is, what are those thoughts getting you right now? Like, what is the result it's creating? And you have to decide that you do not want that result anymore. Maybe it's, whatever, not enough income or clients, or you're too scared to leave your job, whatever the result is now, we got to go back and see the thoughts that are getting that Mm -hmm. and work on almost like disproving or having like a alternate narrative going at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to just throw out something you're doing for 30 years. Like you believe that that's you. So I like to offer other possibilities of what can also be true at the same time. And we do that that. like role-playing. I use other examples in their lives. They actually will pick onto it really quickly clients. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the first part. The second part is we do some exercise with how to tap into your future self, which could be writing a letter as your future self back to yourself today. Something simple like that. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one because you're, you could say anything you want to say because it doesn't really matter. Right. I'm, I want to, this is how you're going to look and this is what I want you to, to look like. And this is how I want you to move forward. So it doesn't matter what you say because you could put anything down on that. And you want to dream big. A lot of people don't want to dream big because they won't achieve it or it's not realistic, but that doesn't matter. You want to get as big as you can. You want to expand your concept of yourself way more than you could imagine because then you'll try harder once the bar is lifted. Because if you're like here, Mm -hmm. you want to be dreaming here so you can keep going up until you get there. Right. Right. And, um, you know, we can, we can so easily get stuck in those, you know, one of the things I think that happens is we continue to see ourselves in similar situations over and over and over again, until we do something different to pull us out. And so, you know, I find myself there, I've found myself there many times, but, you know, you sit there and you question yourself, you go, why does this keep happening to me? Well, because you keep making those decisions to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that I was creating the same situation over and over. Mm -hmm. I would, I was living in New York city and I would just job hop from administrative job to office position because I wanted more money. I just kept going around and around. I was never happy. And I thought, why am I getting all these horrible jobs? Why can't I, all of these like outside circumstances. And it wasn't until I really understood that my thoughts were creating that, 
mm-hmm. with what I was feeling and then what I was doing. I thought you just changed the doing, but you can't. You got to go back a few steps. Um, so that's so fascinating. I mean, I think it's such a, a hard concept to understand and to grasp. And I think the majority of people, you you get it, you know, you and I are talking about it. It's it's intellectually, we could understand it. It seems very logical, but applying it over and over and over. So, so you know, I love how you say you have a coach or a mentor or somebody to hold you accountable, but how do you get them to keep applying it and applying it? You have to learn how to self-coach because okay. one day, like you can always hire mentors and obviously mm-hmm. that's my business and I love it, but uh-huh. you have to take responsibility for your own thoughts and feelings. And once you learn how to do that regularly, a coach becomes like the icing on the cake instead of what I need to change my thoughts. Cause you're working on that yourself. Mm-hmm. That's like a practice. It's literally like a yoga practice. You have to, you don't go into a handstand the second class you work for months at it and sometimes with no result, you don't think you're getting a result, but you are. And then uh-huh. you can get into a handstand. So yeah, you have to, you have to take those little tiny bitty steps. And, you know, what's so fascinating is you yourself, um, I don't really see my growth because I'm, I'm witnessing myself every single day. It's the outside sources like you as a coach who watch your clients grow and you could go back and you can say, this is where you were. You could point out to them and this is where you are and you know, show them the journey that they've yeah. been on. Yeah. It also, I'm sure you could see your journey from a year ago or even six months yes. ago. Yes, yes, definitely. But, um, I like journal and do thought downloads every day or almost mm-hmm. every day. And that's also a good way that I show my clients to go back and look at what you were thinking three months ago, because that's what you're created today. We're on like a three to 12 month delay on what we create. But people are like, but I thought this today and it didn't happen. And I'm like, the universe is slow. You got to like, <laughs> look back and then see. Uh-huh. Right. No, um, it, it's, it's over a combination of periods of time that you're able to, to look back and see you, you certainly, I mean, if you were to ask me, can you see your day to day growth or your week to week growth? I no. No, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. I do a lot of journaling and thought downloading as well. And I do a lot of gratitude writing as if the future is already happening. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't learn to do that right away. It took me a while. I always wrote gratitudes as if they've, you know, that already happened. But then I started learning. Yeah, those are great. And and they they serve me and and it helps me be so grateful and understanding and appreciative of what's happened, but writing gratitudes in the future. And like, you're talking about writing a letter back to yourself. That's so fascinating. You were telling like how you gratitude, how you journal, Mm -hmm. but you didn't know that you could do it from the future and you were just doing what had happened in the past. Is that right? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so do you talk to yourself in the future or teach your clients to talk to, to themselves from the future? 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. Especially yeah, so- like visioning, like not just write, writing it out is good because using your hand and pen to paper, typing is okay as well. But literally sitting there and envisioning in real, like feel it, what it looks like when you brought on your first five clients. What are you wearing? Where are you? How do you sound? What did you do that day? Like just getting there and seeing how that feels. Because if you could replicate that feeling now, you will be way closer to that. Right. Well, and I love how you say, um, feel it, like, Mm -hmm. like touch it, feel it, you know, like try to vision it where you're, you know, it's tangible and it's in front of you because going back to what you've said, our feelings, you know, create our actions and our results. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Feelings. Yeah. And when you get really good, this is just one little tip. When you get Uh good at accessing those feelings first Uh and practicing them now, you will have the result way faster. It won't be six months. It'll, they'll, they'll start to move closer together and you'll start to see. And so do you, is that something that you work with your clients on, um, you know, to help them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, just kind of envisioning or visioning themselves in the future? Yeah, it's work. We start early on because if Mm -hmm. they can't see a longer vision, meaning the entire year of what they're committing to their fear and like unfocusedness will just take over because it's so mm-hmm. normal for all of us to be afraid and want to know. So we have to tie on to something that we want in the future. So, yeah. And, and I, I will speak just for myself. That's what helped me focus and get clarity mm-hmm. is just constantly thinking about what I want it to look like eventually as it unfolds. And guess what? I could go back to my journals and I don't, I mean, I couldn't say that this exact place is where I wanted it to be, but overall, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Overall. Yeah. Great. So exciting. All right, Stephanie, tell us um, how we could get a hold of you, where you hang out, um, you know, the best way to get in touch with you. So if anybody wants to reach out to you and I'll make sure and um, link those up in the show notes as well. Yeah. So I usually hang out on Facebook. Um, I have a group called the Profit Lounge, which is entrepreneurs that are helping each other and learning from each other. Also, I do weekly teaching in there and I have um, a lot of different resources for people to come in and learn about where they are, what they need next. That's one place. And then I would say my website, which is just stephanieheller.com. And this coming year I'm doing a, it's one-on-one coaching, but it's called your first year in business. And we do it in six months. So we map out your whole first year in six months of coaching. And people love that. I have three clients in it now. I'm having three more starting next month. So if that is something you're into, come and say hi. 
Awesome. I love that you're, you know, compacting it into six months so that they could take that map and, you know, run with it. So that's so awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like this was such an insightful um, conversation and it like it literally gets me so excited to talk about mindset and growth and, and, you know, focus and all that stuff. So thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I love it. Thank you so much, Lisa. Wow. So many nuggets and takeaways from this interview. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and share this podcast. It helps me bring on amazing guests like Stephanie. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me at Lisa at itsimplydigital.com or you can visit my website at itsimplydigital.com. Have a blessed day.